Running your own business is stressful. Nah, it doesn't have to be that way. Welcome to Her Holy Hustle Podcast, where we teach you to hustle with God so your business is run with His abilities and wisdom, not your own. I'm your host, Nyla Weave. I know what it's like to start a business and feel like a chicken with no head running around that farmyard. So stressed with marathon-long to-do lists and all the contradicting opinions of business gurus of what is best to do. But I also know what it's like to start seeing God as my business partner. What a difference doing business His way makes on both my sanity and success. I'm on a mission to redefine the word hustle. As Christians in business, we don't have to toil as the world does for success, but can hustle with God. A kind of hustle that is productive and peaceful. Where our businesses don't run us, we run them. Where we can clearly hear God's voice for business decisions. With Jesus as your CEO, you can do business full of spirit-led strategy that's effective and enjoyable. Stick around and you can expect solo episodes by me, but also some amazing interviews with other Christian entrepreneurs and how they include God into their business. Hear about things they learned the hard way, things they wish they would have been doing from day one, and their practical advice for you to keep him first, even in crazy busy seasons of life and business. Ready to learn and be encouraged? Let's dive in. You're listening to episode six of Her Holy Hustle podcast. Today I have my friend Karen Fair on today. And before I chat a little bit about who she is, I have some amazing news, you guys. I'm so, so excited to share this with you. Um, I wrote a book. Yeah, I felt like God was leading me to write my story down and I've never done that before. So now you can purchase my memoir, you can purchase it in ebook format. You can go to the link in my bio and Instagram and you can purchase um, my book. And it's, yeah, it's a memoir slash workbook. So it's really unique in the way that at the end of each chapter, there's um, worksheets that you can do to work through the concept that I shared about in that previous chapter. And there's reflection questions too. So I've set it up very uniquely that you can do it solo on your own or you can easily do it as like a Bible study or as a book club book. Um, yeah, it's it's so like God is throughout that book so much is intertwined into all the chapters and it really as I was editing it I'm like wow there's like so much Jesus in here but there has to be because he's Jehovah Jireh he's um he's the or Jehovah Jireh he is that but Jehovah Rapha um the Lord who heals and he was the one who um healed me from my food struggles and uh, so he had to be in the book because he gets all the credit for that and yeah I just uh, I want to read a little, the tagline of the, the book is how I overcame an eating disorder, over-exercising, fear foods, food guilt, poor body image, and how you can too. And another like secondary ta- tagline is how to eat in a simple, free, and joyful way that aligns with the Bible. So I guess I should say what the book is called. It's called The Bible, Your Bod, and Broccoli. And I refer to it as B3, uh, just because it's easier sometimes to say B3. Just like we call the Holy, uh, Her Holy Hustle podcast, we call it the H3 pod. Well, I refer to this book sometimes as B3 book because it's just easier. Um, but yeah, I wanted to read the, the back of the book for you guys too, just to get a little more idea of what the book is about. So it's a memoir and workbook, and I love the back cover. Um, 
and the front cover two good friends Ashley and Amy they helped me just uh, make tweaks I would send them like what do you think of this like I'd create a graphic uh, graphic design of it and I'd email it to them and I'd say what do you think of this and they'd be like well maybe you should do this or that and in the end it looks completely different than I started out with but I love it so much so it's so um, valuable just getting other people's take on projects that you're doing and you can really benefit from their creativity their personalities and i'm just so happy with how the front and back cover turned out but i'm going to read from the back cover so it says um it's a memoir and workbook and yeah i'm sharing stories that i've never shared publicly before like there's probably stories in there that close friends and my family don't even know so um lots of stories about um when i had an eating disorder when i was binge eating when i was over exercising just it's all in there very personal very vulnerable and it's very hard to write in some ways just because you're like i write very descriptively so it was like walking back through those times kind of and it was just there's a deep sadness that came over me when i was writing and editing it again going and reading some of these really hard parts but I want to share those stories. It's worth it to share these these hard parts of my story because I want other people to know like Nyla was there, but she's not there there anymore because people who see me on Instagram show up on Instagram. They would not know that I had a, a history of like such just distorted and just such depressing relationship with food and so a lot of people have followed me once I've been better with food and exercise and so this book can help them see like just the transformation that God took me from where I was and where I am now and that they can do that too in Revelation I think it's in Revelation 19:10 it talks about how like the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy and that means that when you hear someone's testimony you don't have to get jealous you can get inspired and you can claim that as your own and and that testimony you can see it as if someone's speaking prophetic words over you of what god can do in your life it says in scripture that he doesn't show favoritism he's not a respecter of persons so what he did for me in the area of food and fitness and body image he can do that for you too no matter if your story isn't quite as messy as mine or it's messier than mine so i just yeah yeah, I want people to be inspired by my story and so it was worth um, just going back down memory lane down some not pleasant memories and sharing these bringing them up walking through them again because I know that God led me to write down this story for a reason to help um, set people free who are in food bondage like I was so anyways I'm going to read the back of the book so it says memoir and workbook um, are there food thoughts or behaviors you wish you didn't have is fitness or your body stressing you out? Friend, it doesn't have to be that way. The Bible, your bod, and broccoli is packed full of mindset shifts designed to help you heal your relationship with food, workouts, and your body image for good. It contains information equivalent to six months of one-on-one -on -one coaching with Nyla, but hundreds of dollars less. Nyla wants to make food freedom accessible for all. When you heal, lives around you are positively impacted too. You don't have to be a certain size to qualify for help. If you're unhappy with the quality of your life right now, you qualify for help. Be inspired by Nyla's healing journey. Learn from her practical advice throughout and the worksheets at the end of each chapter. Finding food and fitness freedom at last from a Christian perspective. No cookie cutter diets prescribed here. About the author. 
Nyla is a certified life and health coach specializing in intuitive eating and body image from a Christian perspective. She's the founder of the online health coaching business, Nutrition with Nyla, and works one-on-one virtually with women worldwide. She lives in Canada with her husband and their two kitties, which you might hear today because they're very whiny (laughs) as I record. And she loves the outdoors and chocolate smoothie bowls and watching cooking shows on Netflix. This book can be done on your own or in a group setting, such as a book a book club or um, Bible study. So yeah, that is the little um, just blurb on my book. So I just wanted to share that, the breaking news with you. I have been editing all summer and just trying to just get it um, to the highest quality so it makes easy reading for you and so that spelling errors and stuff aren't a distraction as they read. So I'm so, so excited and you'll hear me sharing more about it on Instagram. But yeah, if you if you want to learn more about my story and um, if you want to find food freedom too, if you don't want food to be a slave or you don't want to be a slave to food or feel bound to it or have it being an idol or even your body image an idol, check out this book. And I'm pricing it very, very low compared to um, coaching with me. This is just an incredible price. It's almost like a food freedom textbook for Christians. Um, So yeah, go to the link in my bio in Instagram and you will find uh, how to purchase it. So, But on to the show, after sharing that breaking news, I will now describe my guest. Going to get her bio here up. So Karen Fair, um, I met her... Uh, online she was doing a Facebook live in a group that I was a part of and I just really connected with her personality and um, yeah I just I am so inspired by her and her faithfulness to read the word every day and steward her body in a really um, great way and I love how she says like your body isn't the main thing but it helps you do the main thing. And that's why we should prioritize taking care of it. So um, her bio is, Karen is a doctor, a wife, a mama. She's a former licensed social worker and a wellness his way coach. She loves to equip and teach women how to steward their bodies for the glory of God and the good of others by connecting them to real and sustainable fitness resources. And most importantly, teaching them how to walk with God and deepen their relationship with him. So we had a great conversation today and the topic well, not today. It was like actually a couple months ago, but because I record all these ahead of time, but I think we did this like four months ago, but um, we talked about having a spirit-led presence on social media. We're both um, on social media. We both run our businesses on social media, and I just, um, yeah, I asked her lots of questions about how to be spirit-led in what you post, what you don't post, when is it too early to post, when do you know that you're getting the go-ahead from God to post, and like, taking breaks from social media and not allowing that to affect your business, but but trusting God instead of um, Instagram to grow your business or whatever. So it's a really good conversation and she has so much wisdom about getting in the word regularly. She's such a good role model for that. So if you're struggling to get in the word regularly, this is an episode for you. Don't miss it. She just, she just is like a fountain. It says in um, Proverbs, Uh, or maybe it's, yeah, I think it's Proverbs. It says like the mouth of the righteous, uh, it's a fountain of life. And I really see Karen as a fountain. She just gives life-giving wisdom that's rooted in the truth of God's word. So uh, yeah, I love following her. And so I hope that you enjoy our conversation and um, I pray that it blesses you. Welcome everybody back to Her Holy Hustle podcast. I'm so excited you're here. 
I have the best guest today ever. I have been following this lady on Instagram for probably like four years. And today we finally got to meet on Zoom. And I was telling my husband today, I'm like, I'm so excited to meet Karen. And so we have Karen Fair today on the podcast. Welcome, Karen, to the show. Hey, hey. <laughs> so happy to be here. So where where are you in the world? Like, I know you're in the States. I'm in Canada, but I, I realize I don't even know where you are. <laughs> I am. I'm in Hershey, Pennsylvania right now, but we will be moving to Virginia Beach um, in August of 2021. Oh, so like coming up really pretty, soon. Pretty soon. <laughs> yep. Have you been to Canada ever? Do you know what? I have family there. I have visited there once or maybe twice when I lived in Rochester, New York. It was just really close. I did grad school there. So it was so long ago though. That's like 2012. <laughs> I remember the Niagara Falls. That was gorgeous. <laughs> oh, well, I haven't been there. So you you've been to that part of, cause that's, I think that's in Ontario. I think <laughs> I am the worst when it comes to geography. So <laughs> I'm useless, but it was quite the sight. Yeah. I've seen it in pictures. So, um, I'll have to go there. It's funny when, that some of my American guests have been to parts of Canada that I haven't been. So I'll have to put that <laughs> on my list. So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we just start with some icebreakers here. So what is the best thing that you've ate recently? Oh gosh, that's a hard question. I mean, I feel like you did this on your very first podcast. You talked about a drink and I'm about to play that card <laughs> because that it. just happened. So my husband and I love Thai iced tea. If you go to Thai restaurants, it's like this deep orange color. And he just decided to have this idea to go on Amazon and see if he could buy some Thai tea to make from home. And he nailed it. So we made like a, like a healthier, lighter version of it. Um, and so I'm literally drinking it right now as I'm talking to you. And it's so good. I think it might replace my mid-afternoon coffee. I've never heard of Thai iced tea. Is it sweet or spicy? It is. No, it's definitely sweeter. I don't even know quite how to describe it, but it's this Thai tea blend. And then you add a little bit of half and half. They use condensed milk. I'm just not a big fan of condensed milk. So I do half and half a little bit of agave in it and it is sweet. It's so good. And I don't like it too sweet, which is why I like to control <laughs> the sweet from home. Um, but if you ever go to a Thai restaurant, it's a very popular item on the menu. So oh. we can try it. Yeah. I, I love how all the guests that I've brought on, um, they all have different answers and they're all foods that I've never had before. So it's like, so I'm so excited to try all these new things. So yeah, I've never even heard of that before. I'll have to check that out. I would put Thai food on your list of things to try. I love Thai. Yeah. It's so good. Thai Pad Thai, um, all the curries. If you like spicy, they have non-spicy dishes, but definitely one we enjoy as a family. We did try curry and then I ended up giving all my curry powder to my sister. So that didn't go well. Oh <laughs> we're, no. We're like, we, we're not curry people here. You can have this. <laughs> well, that's all right. But still, you can try the tea. The tea is so good. Yeah, maybe I'll like that. So I'll have to check that out. Cool. Um, second icebreaker question is what is your favorite form of self care right now? Oh, hmm. I honestly. That like the way that I define self-care is usually just how do I rest well? And for me, that's sleep and solitude. Um, mm -hmm. Those have been two things that I sometimes don't prioritize as intentionally as good sleep, like quality sleep where I'm not on my phone before bed. I actually give my time, my mind time to unwind and get a good amount of sleep. And then also wake up to have that time of solitude and soul refinement with the Lord. And so those two things for me, 
if I am doing them, they're probably my best versions of rest and caring for my body and my spirit at the same time. Mm-hmm. I love all of that. And I feel like when you take time for that, you're just, your days are different, I bet. Right. Oh, hundred percent. It kind of affects the entire trajectory of the day. And even honestly, it's going to sound super weird, but like dreams, <laughs> I sometimes have, like, I feel like when the enemy, if the enemy can't attack me in the day, he'll attack me in the night. I'll have mm-hmm. a hard time falling asleep, weird dreams. And so I've also noticed how not just starting with God and staying with God, but ending with God has a dramatic shift on how I sleep. Mm. And, um, so that has been probably the best kind of self-care I could give myself right now. I love getting my nails done and things like that too, but this has probably been the most influential for just my mindset in my day. Mm-hmm. I love seeing on your Instagram stories, like your first story of the day is always a picture of your Bible. And then you kind of unpack a few things that the Lord was teaching you through that time. And I just, I love that you're such a role model for, for women that like, what do you, I think on your, um, your bio, it's like iron or no armor before iron, meaning like, um, get right. in the word before you lift those weights, like the spiritual workouts mm-hmm. more important than the physical workout. Absolutely. And I just, I love that you role model that to me, but also all of your followers too. Yeah. It wasn't always that way. I'm sure we're going to unpack that together, but it definitely was not always prioritized in that order. Um, but I think I've learned from many valleys, like self-made valleys that time with the Lord doesn't even have to be super deep. Like I think people assume if it's not an hour, if I can't do an hour in the morning, then I can't do it in the morning at all. Just five minutes starting at the feet of Jesus, just starting on your knees changes everything. Even if your deep study time, like when you dine with God is later in the day, that's fine. But there is something about starting with him of like, this is where my identity is. My purpose is my security is that way. I'm able to have this filter all day that when the world's loud, I've anchored, I've, I've been anchored from the start. So I just see the world differently and circumstances differently because I was that person that would wake up and just boom, right into the day. And I would just get swept away by it. So that has made a big difference. Oh, I just like, oh, there's so many different directions I want to go. Like all the, everything you said, <laughs> and we're just in the icebreaker. We're the icebreaker. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And on your stories, I think it was yesterday, you were like encouraging people when you get in the word, like ask him like, Holy spirit, open my eyes. And, Mm. um, I just, Oh, some of those, just those prayers, like those little tiny ones right before you dig into the word can be so powerful. Like, Hey, teach me what you want to teach me today. Or like, correct what you want to correct in me. Or just like those little like breath prayers can be really powerful, um, Mm. um, before you dig in. And I love that you give people prompts and I totally relate with that. It doesn't have to be an hour to to count. Sometimes we think like with workouts, it has to be an hour to count. And that's not true. And it's not true with the word of God either. Like some is better than none. And um, my favorite thing is five minutes um, curled up with my Bible before bed. Like that is Mm. just, I love that so much. So it doesn't have to be long to count for sure. So I love what you're saying about that. Absolutely. Love it. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll dig all into that after (laughs) I'm restraining myself. (laughs) I see you, you kind (laughs) of, you look like you're like, yeah, restraining yourself over (laughs) zoom. You can see it in your body language, but we'll get to that. Um, the third icebreaker question is what podcast are you loving lately or podcasts? All right. Don't slap me. I'm not a big podcast person, which makes this so ironic. And of course, like one day I would love to start a podcast (laughs) and yet I don't even listen to them. So I, it's not that I don't like them. I just, um, tend to spend more time reading than, than 
like listening. So, however, when I do hop on a podcast, probably the main one I find myself on is Tim Keller's gospel and life uh, podcast. I Hmm. really enjoy his teachings and the way that he unpacks God's word. Um, but also this is really random, but Joel and Mariah Smallbone for King and country. Um, they had a new podcast that just came out called becoming us. And they really, I think it's just a six episode series. I don't think they're going to do much more than that. Really just sharing their journey in marriage. And I don't know what led me to that or even intrigued me about that, but I've really enjoyed listening to their story. And at the end of every episode, they have a counselor that guides them into some conversation. I just really appreciated some of the insight from that. So it's been like a fun, a fun one. It's like 30 minutes and you can actually see them. It's also video on podcast. So I think that that pulled me in as well. Oh, I have not heard of either of those. So I definitely want to, you're giving like the Thai iced tea and then all these different (laughs) podcasts. Like that sounds really cool. And we were talking before we hopped on how like um, a podcast journey, it doesn't have to be every week. It could be twice a month or once a month, like I'm doing, but they did, they just did a six um, series. So even just to any listener out there that has it on their heart to start a podcast, it, it could be a five um, series or six, and it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to look a certain way. Like God sometimes calls us on unique paths and that can even be in the podcasting world. Right. Short-term doesn't have to be long-term. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love that. Um, So today we're going to be talking about social media and how to have like a, um, I guess, essentially a spirit led social media presence. And um, I, first of all, let's, I'm going to go off of my outline here, but um, you recently took a, I think it was about a 10 day um, social media break. Maybe it was a couple months ago now. Can you mm. walk us through what that experience was like, like what you taught or what you um, learned through that? You know what? Wait, <laughs> I forgot. Can you introduce yourself <laughs> and then answer that question? <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm Karen Fair. Um, I, I think that the bios already shared, but basically I am a wife and a mama. I live in Hershey, Pennsylvania with my husband, Graham, who's a doctor and my son, Luca, who is four right now, depending on when you're listening to this. And um just my, my passion. I mean, I think all of our purpose are, we have one purpose and that is to love God, love people, share the gospel and make disciples. Right. Um, the calling, the how of where I've sort of been planted and where God has me doing that most, um, has been just really helping women commit to wellness his way. That's the name of the community that I lead. And it's really how to do things with God, his way, and for his glory. Those three elements have become kind of the foundation of what we teach the women that we're serving. And I, you know, because I did wellness without God, so many years of my life, I paid the price for that. And once, you know, as he healed me and restored me, he then commissioned me to sort of like, Hey, I untangled your wellness. Now go and help your sisters and untangle theirs. And it's still all with his power and his grace. I'm just kind of the vehicle. So that's probably the, that's sort of what I um, I'm very led to do right now in this season, um, in addition to some of the other things going on locally as well. Yeah. Um, you're a busy mama, but you, you, I love how you still, you make, you keep the important things, the important things, um, family Mm. time and like taking care of yourself and spending time with Jesus. So you're, you're like King David, he was so busy, but he still made time for the Lord and Jesus was so busy, but he made time for the father too. So, um, yeah, we can be, have a full life, but we can definitely still include Jesus in it and self-care. And um, mm. yeah. yeah, so um, my last question that I just got so excited and I already know you and I forgot to like, wait, maybe we should introduce her. <laughs> Not everyone yeah. else knows her as 
but not everyone else has been following her stories for four years like me. But mm-hmm. um, so how was your social media break? It was it in December or February mm-hmm. or not February, January? Like, what was that like? What did you learn? Yeah, I mean, I think it was it was to close out 2020. So it was December kind of in pre- preparation for the new year. I really felt led to fast and fasting is just it's sort of like, how, how can I create space, more space for the Holy Spirit to speak? Um, and at just a time of, of greater discipline and stillness and quietness. And so sometimes I find myself praying God be louder. And sometimes he's saying, no, no, you be quieter. <laughs> I don't need to be any louder. You need to find, you need to practice that discipline of stillness again. And, you know, I think we've really gotten away from learning how to be still in God's presence. It's not that he doesn't love to hear us talk. He loves to hear our voice. Yes. Yes. But also we need to learn the art and the beauty of being still and silent. And so I knew that to do that, I wanted to bring our community. This was the first time ever, even in our wellness, his way studio, this is a community of all of our women. It's private. Um, for those that have us as their wellness coaches, the first time I ever closed it for 10 days, like this is, you know, crazy (laughs) to do that. But I was like, you know what? I feel led that we should all seek the Lord and really come to him individually to tell him like, I'm, I'm yours. Like I'm created by you and for you. And in these 10 days, I want you to show me your way. I want you to, I want to reflect on sort of where I've been and just create space for you to speak. However you want to speak to me. Um, especially after a year of so much information, so much instruction, kind of how to work that out individually. Fellowship with others is so, so important, but never at the cost of fellowshiping with Christ first. Like he is the foundation. He's the point of our lives. And so I didn't want our community to lose that. And I didn't want myself to lose that. Like even our leaders and our servers needed that break. And I was also in a place where there was a shift happening in my business and I could sense it there was some, there was a big change coming and it was already kind of happening. I just, I could sense the Holy spirit saying, I, I need to prepare you for this shift because <laughs> your business has, well, has never looked this way before. So in those 10 days, I, I knew that I was also seeking him in the direction of what is changing and also really praying over 2021, um, for our community, for our leaders, just where, where, where does he want to go? How does he want to lead? And we're, we're not like the content we create. It doesn't just come out of thin air. I really want him to do the work. (laughs) Um, you know, we may have some talent that he gave us and skill that he gave us. And all those things are beautiful and wonderful, but they're second place. I never want my skill to trump his spirit. So the prayer has to be lead me with your spirit and then use my skill. And so that sort of, that was sort of the purpose of the fast. And also it's twofold. I mean, it was great family time. I mean, it was so needed just to have my phone away. I mean, when your work is on your phone, that's really tricky. <laughs> so just to not even have the, the option or the requirement of touching it and just being fully present with them um, was, was so beautiful. And then being able to sort of, how can I carry these disciplines with me, even when I'm back online to not lose to not lose the discipline in, in some ways of the boundaries with the phone. So the fast definitely had multiple purposes. And I do feel that it's very helpful to do occasionally as, as he leads, not worrying about the algorithm. Listen, there's a lot of things on social media you can worry about like, Oh, will I lose traction? Well, blah, blah, blah. I have to trust. And this took me a long time to, to believe God for, I used to be terrified of, of not taking 
breaks of taking breaks off of social media or even in my workouts, because ultimately it was a trust issue. Could God sustain the platform, the social media presence, the engagement when I'm being obedient to what he's asking me to do? I mean, I hate to admit that like, I was over here like, I don't know. Don't know if I can trust you. Like seriously, but that was the place I needed to get to is no, I do trust you. And you like you ordained my presence here. Like I'm I'm here by your grace, just like David. Like David, King David knew that God established him as king. So God was going to sustain that. So I'm not even here by my own hand. You have me here. So I will obey and unplug and not worry about what anybody else has to say and let you speak to me and show me kind of the direction that you want to go. And so that was kind of the whole entire point of the fast. And it was. I'm so thankful for it actually now, now seeing where he did take us this year, it has been a big shift. So mm-hmm. I was prepared. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love what you're saying about we need to choose and it's a choice, choose to trust God, not to trust Instagram to bless mm-hmm. our businesses. Like God, God gives us the ideas for our various businesses. So trust that he's going to, um, he's going to, he's going to be with us. And it's just, yeah, it's trusting God, not trusting Instagram to Mm. keep our businesses flourishing. And I I have honestly been there. I've sometimes struggled to take breaks because I'm like, what if I take a month off and, or a week off and I come on and my entire audience is left. And it's like, that's not really a rational thought, but if it did happen, I could also be like, exchange the, what if, what if I lose all my followers to, even if all my followers desert me because I don't post for a month, God will bring new clients. God will bring a new audience. And I just love that Mm. picture you painted of let's trust God to provide. He's Jehovah Jireh. He will provide clients and an audience um, or a different platform. So don't, don't make Jehovah Jireh like uh, Instagram. Don't give it Mm. that um, trust that we should give in the Lord. Uh, Yeah. So I love what you're saying there. Absolutely. Uh, Mm. um, What are some boundaries that you carried over to now when you are using social media? Yeah. I mean, a big one is no notifications. Everything's off. (laughs) I have to manually go in and check Instagram, Facebook, whatever, but that like little red bubble that is, you know, you just want to check it. You want to check every five seconds, just get rid of them, (laughs) get rid of them all. Um, and I think interestingly, I having an Apple watch has been a big, big blessing because on it, the only thing is just text and call because what was happening is I would literally leave my phone in the bathroom just in a different space, but then my husband would call or like really important calls would come in. And I just was the worst at answering. And so this purchase wasn't even just about having something fancy. It was not about that at all. It was just, I need to know that like, I'm not missing calls from my husband, but then that way I can just get rid of the phone. Like it can be in a different room and I'm not worried about missing calls from him. So that was one thing that was really helpful. I'm not saying you just go out and buy an Apple watch, just saying that that happened to be um, a really big blessing in that regard. But also there's something I like to call like phone graveyard zones. Like there are times in the day where my phone's just, (laughs) it's away, it's off. This is undivided attention time with my son or like a time with my family later in the evening. And so I I had to set very clear business hours just because I can work doesn't mean I should work. Mm. Um, Because to, to be honest, there are lots of times in the day I can. The question is, like, is this the right time to be working? And so my son is four, he's able to play. Sometimes he's entertaining himself and I'm able to pop, pop in for a pocket or something. Um, but I, I have also grown to give my son now that he's older permission to call me up, not out, call me up. You know, I'll say, Hey, 
if mommy's on it too much, or if you notice something, bring it to my attention. Hmm. Or sometimes I'll ask, I hate asking, but sometimes I'll say, you know, something along the lines of like, if mommy took a moment to work and check something, are you okay with that while you're playing? Or would you like it to wait? Now, again, at the same time, we can't give too much authority <laughs> to our children to determine our business hours or we'll never get things done. But I have, I've, I've learned to kind of have this open conversation with him that you're, I want you to see my work because my work is something that God has called me to do. And you get to kind of see the calling in action that yes, I'm your mom. Um, and, and this is a good work that I've also been called to do. So let me explain. And so he knows about the wellness, his way studio. He knows about the book I'm currently working on. He asks questions. Um, at the same time, I also want him to know like your voice counts and your voice matters. So tell me honestly in this, you know, in today, what could mommy have done better? Hmm. And I have to be very humble to hear his answers. Cause you know, four-year-olds, I mean, they don't sugarcoat anything. They're very blunt. So you kind of have to be like ready, like maybe hold your breath for a hot second to hear what they have to say. So I appreciate, I appreciate those conversations. I do the same with my husband. Like, you know, you can absolutely let me know if, if something's creeping in, but I also need to have my own discipline. So I think the notifications being off the phone graveyard zones throughout the day. Um, usually for me, that's 10 to one. It's like, I try as much as possible not to touch. Um, in the morning time, we do devotions with my my little guy and then he'll watch Superbook, which is like the Bible animation. And so that usually gives me a pocket to check in and do some things while he's watching that. But then once that show is done, it's like full out play mode and doing things out. So that has helped me create some boundaries. And to be honest, this last week was a real big struggle. It's so funny that these are the questions you brought because I was like, mm, I am not qualified to talk about any of this right now. I feel like I have been <laughs> way, 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 like breaking every boundary that I've had. And I had to kind of ask God, what am I running from? Because I could sense that I wasn't actually doing work. I was numbing out. Mm. So anytime I break my own like boundaries, it's easy to start guilt tripping, but I, instead I kind of have to pause and say, why? Mm. Why am I actually running? I'm not, I don't want to waste time like, God, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have. I want to actually make this constructive and productive and like, thank you for convicting me. I want to confess it, repent it. And then now I need, to, I need to actually get to the source of like, what am I running from? What am I hiding from? Am I overwhelmed? Um, and actually just today before literally hopping on this podcast, I finally was like willing to hear my own self and had to have a conversation with my husband where I had to apologize for a bunch of things and just felt like this burden lift. And so, so all that said, if you are feeling that conviction, ask yourself, what are you running to your phone for? It is an addiction. It's like they literally have created apps to be addictive. It's a real battle. So to break it, you have to replace it with something that is going to be positive and spirit led and also understanding like when you run to it, why are you running to it? It's kind of like food. Like what, what are you looking for from it? Um, because I do want to make sure that I never lose the credibility with my family that if I am on the phone, there is good work being done. There is godly work being done. I don't ever want it to be like mom's numbing out in the corner. So if I am going to be on it, it better be <laughs> for a good reason. Um, so I think it was a very runaround answer to your question. No, I love that. Um, it's whenever we hear like a voice of condemnation, like, oh, I shouldn't have broke that. Like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. It's just, it's not from God. It's the voice of the enemy wanting to condemn us. But God wants us to be just so grace-based with others, but also ourselves. Like, okay, what what is like, 
the why behind the what. There's a why behind the behavior, why you're turning to your phone more. So identify the why and maybe invite the Holy Spirit in. Like, why am I going mm. to my phone so much? Like, help me realize what am I, how am I using this? Like, why am I using this differently this week? And because then there's freedom when we identify the why behind the what, there's freedom. And Satan doesn't want us to get that. He wants us to keep condemning us. But um, mm. that's just not from the Lord. So sometimes knowing like, uh, someone once told me a pastor, he's like, what would Satan want you to do in a situation? Then do the opposite. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in that yeah. situation, just, yeah, don't condemn I mean, yourself, but find when he condemns, like we just keep repeating the mistake because yeah. we're so like down. And so there was definitely conviction. And this is where I have to ask, who's the voice? Like, mm-hmm. what is the source behind the feeling? Right. Because because if it's the Holy Spirit, if he's going to convict me, it's not at all he's not, he doesn't accuse Satan. Satan does accusation. Holy spirit does conviction where he says, Hey, I'm going to call you up. I'm not going to call you out in shame. I'm going to call you up higher Mm -hmm. to who you were made to be Mm -hmm. the holiness I'm calling you to. And then I'm going to give you my grace to enable you to do what I'm actually asking you to do. Grace is a much better motivator than guilt. And so I'm so thankful. Like I've, I've had to, I can be very stubborn and prideful. It takes a lot, you know, that shopping cart that doesn't want to yield. Like you have to like, it it takes a lot of effort to actually like move it. That's me. I've had to allow the Holy spirit to sort of like (sighs) train me to just be easy to, to yield and to be quick to confess and acknowledge and say, thank you so much for your grace and your forgiveness. Like Now help me make it right. And I'm making it right, not from like a spirit of shame, but so much joy that like he forgave me and now I can move and not only just do better, but like do better with his power. It's not even like I have to try to figure out with my own strength and get it right with my strength. No, no, no. I'm moving with him and Mm -hmm. his grace is giving me that ability. And so, um, yeah, I'm certainly not a a poster child for boundaries. I've gotten better and better, but I'm still vulnerable to, um, I never want to get so good at it that I actually put my guard down around how much I still need to have discipline with boundaries. It's not, it's just the temptation is always very loud. So I have to have my armor on daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you start the day with Jesus a little bit, it's probably going to be easier to keep those boundaries on those days when you've um, already mm-hmm. strengthened your spirit. So yeah. Oh, I Absolutely. love everything you're saying. Um, you talk on Instagram about, um, there being a time to share what the Lord is teaching you and a time to just kind of hold it within you. Like don't teach it yet before the lesson is um, like, you don't want to teach too early to others before God is done teaching you. Um, How do you know when something God is teaching you that you're able to share it? Like, how do you know that from God that you got the the thumbs up? Like, I want you to now go teach this. Yeah. Good question. (laughs) Do you know, this is not cookie cutter because there have also been times, I think just two weeks ago, he had me share something I was right in the thick of, I was like, why am I sharing this? Um, like I'm literally still receiving this. And yet I felt so compelled. Like every time I avoided it it would come back. Mm. And so it's interesting because generally the general, like I would call it a rule, but generally speaking, I feel like social media today has gotten really good at storytelling. We, we all love to share our story, but what's happening is we share our stories so quickly, so immediately. It takes a time for, I think Christine Kane said this once, it takes, a, it takes time for a story to become a testimony. Mm. And so God, he takes his time. And so when I quickly share something that like I need to receive, I feel like 
I missed out on the richness of it because I didn't even let the words sink deep. I just like, let me tell you what it is. And I'm not saying that, can you say things out loud and still be meditating on them? Yes, like, sure. I just know for whatever reason, the way that I'm made, like in my brain, it's as if once I say it or, or speak about it or teach about it, it's as if I've somehow convinced myself I'm done learning about it. Mm. God's like, we're not done. Thing, I'm so glad you shared with your sister over here, but like, we're still unpacking this. <laughs> so I've had to be very careful and ask the Holy Spirit, like, did you want me to share this today? Mm. And I can just sense, here's how a few ways that I kind of know practically. If I stumble over my words trying to share it, like I can't even explain it. I probably don't even know it yet. So there's a good chance I need time to actually let it sit and marinate and receive it and live it. So then I can proclaim it confidently with him because it's a testimony now, like here it is. But if I'm not even able, I have to repeat, like recreate the story 20 times because it's not coming out. There's a possibility that it hasn't settled yet in my spirit for me to really communicate it effectively. Mm. And so that's one way. And it's the same with blogs, like writing. I've, I have drafts that have never been posted either because there's been no peace or because I feel like I can't even write it. Like I start in like a paragraph and I can't finish um, the book project I'm writing right now. It started in 2019. He gave me the idea and I thought that meant go, but just cause he planted the idea. It didn't mean it was for right now. He was preparing me for something later. So I started to try and it took so I'm not saying it shouldn't take effort, but the kind of effort that was like exhausting. I was muscling my way to write the book. Mm. And I was like, this doesn't, this doesn't feel led by your, your spirit. Like it would still be my availability and my effort, but it should just, it should come. And it was because 2019, I was in probably the biggest pit of depression and struggle and in general. And so 2020 was like, my phrase was walking with God. And then here we are in 2021, everything I'm writing about happened in 2020. Mm. And so the book has now come. So it's just interesting. Like I shouldn't have to force the door down. I should be praying big and I should be available. But if there's something that feels like I'm trying to muscle my way or skill my way or talent my way to it, there's a really good chance I need to stop and pray. I, I hope that helps. I know sometimes this stuff is like, well, how do you hear him? But here's the more you're in the word, I promise you're going to know God's voice. That's his, like, he is the word. That's like, you are getting please don't think the Holy Spirit has favorites. Please don't think that just because they hear you can't, it's the same Holy Spirit. That's why I'm saying, ask him to open your eyes, ask him to help you recognize his voice. The more you spend time with him, the more you're going to know who he is, what his voice sounds like, the things he cares about that you'll know, you'll know. So it'll be like, kind of that muscle you have to discipline and build and it will get easier and easier to to be led by the spirit the more that you want to be led by the spirit mm -hmm. when you study the word of god you're essentially studying his voice you're getting more mm. familiar with it so oh Love i that. think you gave, yes i think you gave some like super practical things though like being led forth with peace which the scriptures talk about being led forth with peace and um you said like, sometimes it just kept coming back to you. So maybe a thought just keeps coming back and, mm. or, or not feeling peace. So the opposite, just not feeling good or, or almost working on a project, but it just feels like you're walking through mud and it's just so hard. And when it's from the Lord, like it's gonna, it's gonna still require time and effort, but it, it just flows. The words just come and it's just, 
it's a whole different experience. So I love it's a good you- hard. It's like a, yeah. there's peace in the heart. It's not yeah. pressure in the heart. God's voice is not a voice of pressure. Mm. It burden. It doesn't burden. So like right now, writing this book is hard. There are still, it's still hard, but there is so much peace and confirmation. He, that his grace keeps me going. It's so that's, that's the difference. I think too, our, our, our walk with God is not all private or all public. It's like this delicate in between of things happen privately first. And when they settle and solidify privately, then they become public. And so I just want to make sure that I'm fully receiving. I never want to feel like I'm not a sheep first. I'm a sheep before, like I'm not the shepherd with a capital S that's Jesus, but we get to shepherd the verb, but first I'm a sheep. Hmm. So that's, I think the big thing is just asking yourself, if I share this right now, is it going to hinder me receiving the fullness of it? Hmm. Or is it going to help? Cause sometimes saying it out loud, like you help, you kind of get to expand. So talk with God. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, I just love all this, Karen, like knowing, like, can I explain it in a really effective way? Or, or is it just coming out all rambly and jumbled? Like that's a sign that maybe I need to keep studying. It's just like, I'm, I'm an intuitive eating coach and I have studied so much on the concept of intuitive eating. And when I go on podcasts to talk about it, it just flows. But Mm -hmm. if they're um, right, we're about to get a dog and I've been studying about dog training. So if you would ask me about dogs, I would just be stumbling because I'm still just learning that. So it's the same concept with right. in the word. Just mm-hmm. do I need to maybe keep learning and marinating on this so I can become, you don't have to become the expert, but so you can become more, well, just more knowledgeable of it. So keep marinating on it, keep chewing on it. So, oh, I love all that. That's so, right. so good. <laughs> Praise him. <Yep. laughs> um, are there some things that you find yourself regularly praying over your business? Yeah, I think... The big thing right now, I have just seen how, I said this before, but I I need to say it again. One of the biggest temptations for me is when my talent and my skill is louder than God's voice. And so my biggest prayer lately has been, um, please let your word do the work. Mm -hmm. Please let your word do the work. I don't want Karen's words or my like my fancy thoughts, like I want your word and then your word in action through my genuine authentic testimony as well. So please work in me so that I can glorify you and show you. And so I think right now with, with my business, that's ultimately it is just how can I ultimately share and show Jesus um, in a way where it's his word Like that's what really, that's really just what people need. And so that's probably the big one right now that I've been praying over and over. And just that the women that we get to encounter through the business that we have, and um, it is a ministry as well. It's kind of both that they would ultimately encounter Jesus in a very, very real way. Like fitness and wellness is kind of the vehicle that gets us there. It, but it is not the main thing. It's just the way that we get to point them to the main thing. And I don't want Jesus to be just a part of their health or a part of their life. He's the point of it. He's the point of everything. So that's constantly my prayer is protect me from the temptation of running ahead of you. I'm the run ahead. Like some people are slow to obey. I'm, I'm like, I'm so hasty that I still disobey with my haste because I don't even take time to hear his instruction. I'm like, Oh, let's go. And so keep me in step with you. Let your word do the work. 
and I want these women to encounter you. I don't want to be known. Like, I don't want the studio to be Karen's studio. Like, this is, please, I just want them to see you. Um, and that's, that's the big thing now, because trust me, I have struggled with wanting recognition. I have struggled with wanting to be known. And over the last year, especially, God has just shown me over and over that the greatest thing I can do is know him and be known by him. Everything after that, my purpose is to make him known. It's how do I decrease so you can increase. And Michelle Myers, she's also um, an incredible mentor in, in, in just how to do business with God and walking with God. She'll be my person that you say, like, who do you look up to in your questions? Michelle Myers. Um, <laughs> easy answer. But I love how she always just says like, social media or just business in general says, well, if I increase, then God can increase. And she was like, no, <laughs> like, where is that in the Bible that says you need to increase? So God can increase talk about total, like twisting of scripture or like the under the understanding of it. So it's probably one of my favorite things that she has said that has stuck with me is like, we are to decrease and that's how he increases. And that's not in decreasing in our value or it's not that it's just like, my, my rights and my self-lordship, like all that needs to be denied. I become small. So he becomes great. And it's that humility. It's just, that's literally what it is where I'm completely reliant on him, dependent on him. Um, and he just gets to be manifested through my whole life and everything points back to him versus like, I want to make my name known or build my kingdom. There's none of that. It's, it's not even building my brand. Like that's big, like build your brand. And so I constantly say, no, no, I don't want to build my brand. I want to build the brand that you want for me. Like ultimately brand, when, when my team asks me this, like, what is brand? It's just, what is God's unique calling for you? It's your how. Your purpose is still like mine. Love God, love others, share the gospel, make disciples. Now, the how you do that, the vehicle to do that, that ends up being the brand. But it's not your name. It's his name in you through the vehicle. <laughs> so it's like this very backwards way of doing it. So when I look at my social media platform, even though it says Karen's corner, which is so funny, I'm like, this is God's corner. This isn't, this is just the way that he has me sharing him, but ultimately I want to decrease. And that's hard for me. It really, I have to constantly die to my flesh every day and kill my pride every day because deep, deep down, there's still a part of me that wants to increase. And I have to literally just say, no, <laughs> no, and resist that. And then replace it with the truth that he is to increase in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like so good. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, but so good that we need to depend on him. We just need to depend on him for like every area of our life. And it's so easy because the world is like, what do you do for a living? And like, they, they put it on us, our ownership. Like, how did you get those clients? How did you, 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 but it's like, no, we need to depend on God to give us clients, give us ideas for posts and give us ideas for marketing. It needs to be spirit led and it's going to give him just so much glory. And it's going to be so peaceful and joyful when we do it that way. And it, it's going to be very countercultural to, to, because the things he might say to do might be like, what? You're not, you're not supposed to do a podcast once a month. Like you need to mm -hmm. get more downloads every week and all these different things. Don't take time off. Don't you know, like no one's going to see your posts anymore on Instagram, but that's the world's way of doing it. We, it's the upside down kingdom. That's the kingdom mm -hmm. of God. It's backwards from the world. So it's good if you don't look like the world in business, because that's 
that's okay. That's good. Mm, absolutely. And I think too, that growth strategies are probably the most upside down thing we do as Christians, <laughs> the way that we build and grow, it isn't your, your normal way. We're not trying to speak to the masses. Jesus's way of building his ministry was one by one. He never rushed. He stopped to talk to people on the way to big things. Like he, he just saw people and engaged with people. So growing, like I remember in my business, you know, you want to build your marketing and you want to build your following. And I just, for me, and I'm not knocking big ways to do that. Like, please like don't hear it as it's black and white and it's ink. It's not, this is takes very personal conviction with God of how he's going to help you build the growth of your business. But I remember for me, it was never about having this massive following. It's how can I serve the women that are there? Mm. How can I do well with the women that are watching these stories or that how can I actually engage with them and see them? How can I um, not just do the bare minimum of like, Hey, how's your day? But like send them a voice memo, pray with them on the spot when they say they want prayer and just go the extra mile, the way that Jesus did for them. And over time, what the Lord has done, I, my following has grown at a snail pace, but at the same time, there's been this beautiful, like, relationship thing going on behind the scenes and then on calls and getting to, to, to know people. And that has built a very, yes, it's a very fruitful business for sure. But that didn't, that came out of fruitful relationships. Mm. Like if we actually engage with people, because that's what we're called to do. We're not engaging with people for the sake of a, a sale or whatever. We're engaging with people. That's, that's our purpose to see them, love them, share the gospel, disciple them. And then if along the road, there's a need that we can meet, sure, I'll open my door, but that's not the agenda. The agenda is to know you and love you and have genuine relationship with you. Um, and so growing slow is a beautiful thing. And we live in a culture that wants to find the fastest way. And just look at how Jesus sanctifies us. It's slow, it's steady, it's beautiful. It's sometimes painful. And, um, but I think we've missed the art of, of growing slow and um, really enjoying the journey itself with people. Mm -hmm. I think when you grow slow too, you can handle more success instead of if it's overnight, you might, you might go to yeah. your head, but when you're slow, I know I often have prayed, grow me at a pace that I can handle that audience and not get prideful and not just, cause I'm an Enneagram three and we can be very like, image-based, like, look at my success, look at my accomplishments. And I never want to be like, this came from my hands. This came from depending on you, Lord. And so grow me at a pace that I can handle this. But mm -hmm. I was afraid for a while. I was like, I can't handle like too many followers. I can't handle too many clients. Like I would just get too prideful. And I was afraid of, of success. And then that was limiting God though. And he wants us, he wants us to be able to speak into people's lives. And he doesn't want us to be afraid of success, but he can help us to do it in a, in a humble way where we're depending on him and always giving him glory for it. Mm, yeah. And it's, it's scary sometimes because sometimes he'll bring you to things that you're like, can I handle this? And he's like, no, but I can. And yeah. so there is like this beautiful thing where you really get to, to testify like Paul, like in my weakness, he is strong. Um, like a, the book project, I'll come back to that. Did not think I could handle that. I don't even writing is not my strength. I like to speak with my voice and teach with my voice. But he said, I will teach you like mm -hmm. maybe right now you can't, but I'll make you able. I just need you available. 
And so, and he's been teaching me how to write and it's been a very like slow, difficult process, but I'm learning to communicate in another way because just because I'm good at communicating with my voice doesn't mean I can't learn how to communicate through writing. Somebody else may need it tangibly, visually. So I'm learning that. And that's, that's the beautiful thing is don't, don't be afraid to be in a situation that is out of your comfort zone or out of your strength zone, as long as it's led by him, don't be afraid because he will equip, he will prepare you, he will build you um, for that assignment. It's when we throw ourselves recklessly, if it's not obedience, it's just reckless at that point. When it's obedience, that's on God. That's on God. Like you then have to take it. Like I will obey, but that's on you. Like how this kind of comes out. But if I'm running ahead of you or being disobedient, that's on me. Like if something falls apart, you know, I, you know, I wasn't following, I wasn't listening. And so it is, it does take hearing him and then following him and then trusting him when it's scary or when it's not what you wanted. So. Mm -hmm. I love your, you're reclaiming the word slow. Like the world can make, um, like, the world says fat is bad, like food, like there's such a fear phobia of eating fat or carbs, but actually our bodies need those. And fast, fast, like the pace fast is very elevated and slow can be like demonized, but slow is also not a bad thing. And um, it's actually, we're reclaiming it through what you're saying. Like, it's a beautiful thing. There's value to slow. So just cause your business is slow, is slowly growing. That's not a bad thing. That might be a really actually beneficial thing to you and your family and your your faith and so I just love that there's a theme of that slow is not bad it's not bad at all right no I would rather have a steadfast business than a fast one um ask yourself if I do it this way will it be steadfast if I take care of my body this way will it be steadfast you know is it is it not only something I can sustain long term but is it something that can truly last Am I, you know, it's, it's like building a house. Is it sand or is it rock? You could do it fast with sand, but then when big storms come, it'll knock it down. Mm -hmm. You could take the slower way with the rock, but then it's solid, it's steadfast. And so it takes more time, but it actually can stand. <laughs> mm -hmm. And just like we want sustainable uh, wellness habits, like exercise and eating, things that are joyful and sustainable that we could see ourselves doing long-term, Let's do that same mindset. Like you said, like with our business, what's joyful, right. what's sustainable, what could we see ourselves doing long-term? Cause we're, we don't want to have like a diet mindset for our business that it's just so restricted or so extreme that you, you're just going to burn out. Eventually mm -hmm. you want, you want to have a flourishing business over time. So I love that. Um, was there a time in your life where you were maybe not um, inviting the Lord into your social media presence or like maybe some time? of your days that you weren't uh, starting with him either? Yeah. I mean, I think 2019, I kind of addressed this where I fell. <laughs> it was a really, really big fall. Um, the entire year I felt so disconnected from God. I felt like just lost. It was just, I can't, the only way I can describe it as dark. It just felt like a very dark season. And I was still opening my Bible every day. I don't know where that disconnect was, but I think like now looking back, I, for a few years, I started my business in 2015. It's not that I was doing it um, apart from him, but I also wasn't doing it with him. Here's the tricky thing about doing things with God. We're tempted to either do things our way 
for his glory, our way for our gain, or his way for our gain. Mm. (laughs) That sounds confusing, but just like hear it. So I always teetered with the his way for my gain Mm. or my way for his glory. And neither was right. It's, It's with him, his way, his glory. And so I would, I think that that year I wasn't really consulting him in my business. I just did everything my way. Then would just be like, for your glory, for you, for you, but let me do it all my way. I hustled. I strived. I was so, so burdened, so tired. And I think 2019, I just, I was ready to quit. I think I tried to quit my business seven times. And if it wasn't for my purpose partner, (laughs) she like, I was just so, I wanted to run. I wanted to run from everything, wife, mom, everything. I just wanted to shut down and go to like a wilderness place and be alone and just be left alone. And I was like, how did I get here? What has been happening? This accumulation of a few years of relying on my strength, on my talent, on my energy, on my ideas, all for the na- all for the sake of his glory, but all my way. And I reached a breaking point and I, it wasn't until I couldn't sing. Like I was a worship leader. I love to sing, play guitar. I, w- I didn't sing for eight months. I just couldn't even sing. And so mm-hmm. I went to the narrow conference, which is put on by She Works His Way that year and came into it so broken. And I just said, I need you to diagnose me. Like finally, as if I went to the doctor and I was like, all right, I am very stubborn, by the way, I'm Egyptian. I feel like I just, I don't know why I have to say that, but I don't know. My, like none of us like to go to the doctor. So I just totally stereotyped everybody. I'm sure they do. <laughs> I just don't like going to the doctor, but I felt like that's what I came for. I need a diagnosis of my heart because I've been trying to fix myself for eight months by myself. Cause I knew something was wrong and I tried to fix it, but I didn't even ask him what the problem was. I just tried to fix symptoms. And so literally I'll never forget the pastor that spoke there for one of the sessions. That was my prayer going in. And he, and he just said, I'm here to diagnose your heart. And I was like, stop. Like I just couldn't even, you know, it was one of those moments where you hear God audibly and you're just like, I don't even know what to do with myself. And I told it to my girls who were in the room with me. So they also freaked out because I had just said, I need a diagnosis. And that was the exact word choice. And at that point it was, what he was talking about was the fear of man Hmm. in Proverbs. I think it's 25, 26 or 26, 25. The fear of man is a snare, right? But those who trust in the Lord are kept safe. The fear of man looks like a lot of things. It can look like peer pressure. It can look like wanting recognition, being afraid to fall behind, afraid of missing out, afraid of disappointing people. It can just afraid. Like there's so much fear. And I think I was so afraid of falling behind in my business, of not being relevant in my business, of missing out, of whatever, that I was so crippled. I was in this trap that I didn't even see, but those who trust in the Lord are kept safe. And so I remember there, I just, there was a chain that broke and then I had, I don't wanna put it back on. So I just asked him, I know that it's my mind that needs renewal. (laughs) Um, This is where it starts is I need to let your Holy Spirit do the work in my mind because everything we do is either motivated by love or fear. And so much of what I was doing was motivated by fear and not his perfect love, which casts out every fear. Ultimately fearing him is the point, right? That's wisdom. And so I'm sharing all of this to say, yeah, all of 2019, I wasn't doing things with God. I was doing it for God. 
but not with God. And it led to a very long, severe valley of where the enemy just wanted me to impulsively uproot from everything that looked like the quick answer. And it was not the answer. And I'm so thankful he held me tight and kept me from it through people who are like, we know what God has called you to do. And so they spoke truth over me. They were patient with me. They comforted me while challenging me. Like be thankful for people in your life who are not afraid to like wise counsel. We need them. And so um, I think that that's why 2020, I made walking with God my phrase. And I was so, I mean, it still is the point, but that's just what I hungered for. Like, I never want to be out of step with you. Like abide on a whole new level. Like I I read the book, Walking with God by John Eldridge. (laughs) And I just like studied the word. I want to know your voice. I want to know how to hear your voice. And from there, I learned what it looks like to actually partner with the Holy Spirit in everything he's invited me to be a part of. This is his project. Everything he does is it's his story. It's not my story. Let me invite you in. It's your story. And you've invited me in. So I want to partner with you. I want to hear you. And I literally talk out loud. Like I am to you with him. Like, Hey, who are we serving today? Who do I need to see today? Um, you know, and, and just, I have this conversation. I pray And it's like, it's still this reverence. It sounds like a very playful relationship with the Holy Spirit. There's reverence, but it's also this, I just love to talk to him out loud. This is how I do the pace and pray. I love to talk out loud, pray out loud. And um, it's become, it's become this beautiful intimacy with Christ where I'm not the point. And I'm so happy I'm not, but I'm so happy that I'm also so treasured by him. Like, I don't need to be delighted in by the world because he delights in me. And I've learned to have so much contentment in that, that the fear of man hasn't come in as often. It's still tempting, but because I'm content in him and I trust him, what the world has to say now is more irrelevant. And my eyes are kind of set on the things above. So I don't trip as often because my eyes are up. I trip when I look around me comparing or look at my own capability. capability. But when I'm looking up, I'm steady because he's steady. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being vulnerable and just sharing that that um, that hard season of your life with us. I think people can definitely relate to that, but then they can also see some of the things you've done now. Um, you read that book and you started just talking out loud with God and just asking him questions. It's okay to ask God questions and say like, what do you think about this? Should we, who should we talk to today? What, what theme should we post about? And so I love that you're just inviting him into that. And it, you just, you're like, we're over zoom right now. And when you were talking about your season before you were kind of like tense and like, but then when you started talking about the season that you're in now, you just, there was a lightness about you, a peace, mm. just, your face got lighter and joyful and it's freedom based. And so, yeah, that's mm. what God, that's how God wants us all to run our businesses is just in that freedom way that that you are experiencing now for sure. Um, I was wondering, you have like, you have your studio wellness, his, or yeah, wellness, his way. Mm -hmm. Um, How, how do you um, pray over the themes? I know on Instagram, you sometimes say like, I'm praying about the theme for this for next month. How do you seek him for those? I'm just curious. Can you walk us through that? Yeah. I've had to be careful not to over-spiritualize because I think it's also tempting to over-spiritualize what we're doing. Like, God, show me a sign. I won't move until like the heavens break open or like <laughs> something cr- crazy happens. And so sometimes I feel like God's like, stop overcomplicating. <laughs> like there it is. Just, just go and I'll lead you. Um, 
So there are sometimes things that come up like right now, April, I was like declutter. And so I kind of sat with it. Like, this is the time where everybody wants to declutter. And I said, can we, can we work with this? And so I started to kind of search the word and pray. And I really felt like, yes, we can declutter our mind, our heart, our actions. And we can take this from a wellness focus, but with a faith-based foundation. And it just kind of all clicked. Didn't take like severe prayer. It just was like, here's an idea. And it matched. I had peace over it. And you know, I shared it with my leaders and they had peace and here we go. And then there are some where I'm like, nothing's coming. Like the month, like the new month is coming. And I feel like there's this, just nothing is clear. And I'm about to muscle my way for content. And I've done that before. And he's caught me on it where I've had to then go back into the studio and be like, I lied because I ran ahead of God and he checked me and we're actually changing things. So that's very humbling when you're like, scratch that we're changing it up. But I've also when I'm stuck on things, I've also learned to just say, help me to be patient. Cause I know we're, we, you're not late. So mm-hmm. help me just to be calm so I can actually hear you and like, let me know where you want us to go. And there are, we do have, I love having themes. I think themes help with direction. So like January, it's a, it's a new start to the year. So we went back to the roots of wellness, his way, what that means. And so you just kind of get an idea of a theme and then, then you can kind of pray through that. So sometimes it just comes and sometimes it takes more deep prayer. So I don't have a cookie cutter thing. Just don't over spiritualize it, but don't neglect walking with him either. So sometimes it's very like, Oh, there it is. We're going to do it. And then we get to then prayerfully bring it out to life. And then sometimes there's a lot of prayer also super leading up to it. If there isn't something really coming naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I love that. You just get a sometimes an impression on your heart or an idea comes to mind. And then you go to the word and you it's like your fact checker and you're like, okay, let's confirm this. Is this true? Was this from you? And uh, I know sometimes people can think, well, how can he speak to me if I'm not in the right book? Like, um, how do I know what book to go to? But it's like, no, he could speak to you through Revelation or Leviticus. Like, it's just you don't have to be in like quote unquote the right chapter for him to say something to you he can speak to you in any chapter just you can read something and it can trigger something a a thought in your mind or so just just open the book i know there's been times i had like a fight with my husband and then i just like was reading some i think it was the part about like the super instructions for like Noah's Ark or whatever. And just through that, I felt like God was speaking to me and that has nothing to do with marriage, but so the Holy (laughs) Spirit speaks to you through whatever part of the Bible. So just crack that Bible open and he will confirm Mm -hmm. and give wisdom and encouragement. And so I love that. That is so good. Um, As we wind up here, is there anything that you um, wanted to share with my audience that you haven't got to yet? Well, thank you so much. I mean, it's so hard. I feel like I could, I could share so, so much. I just want to encourage you. If you are here, it means that you want to learn how to commit to that hustle for the glory of God. I know that that word is really tricky because of our culture today that doesn't know how to rest. It only knows how to work. And so it gets really tricky. But if I just, I know this is one of your questions at the end, but just to remind you that God is with you. And you can do all things through him. And when Paul says all things, it means all things, the scary, the easy, the hard, the big, the tiny, like every detail of your life is done and is sustained by him. And so literally giving him glory is not hard because like I am breathing right now. 
because he's sustaining my breath. I'm doing this podcast because he's enabling me. And so just never forget the power in you, the authority that you have in Christ, the power you have through Christ. And as long as that's what's driving the work, it's motivated by Christ, it's powered by Christ, it's for the glory of Christ, that is a holy hustle, that is kingdom work. Um, and ultimately, our work isn't our identity, and it's not our, it's not even our, the point of our life. Like, if you ask me my real profession, it's to prepare the way for Jesus's return. And how I get to do that as a wife and as a mom, as a coach, like there's all these other places and all these pathways I get to live that out, but just never lose the main thing, doing other things. It's not that those other things don't matter, but just don't lose the main thing. And that'll protect the hustle. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so, so good. Just, um, yeah, like Satan will come and be like, you can't do that. You can't, you can't host a podcast, but then you can just say, yeah, you're right. I can't. But good thing I have him as my business partner. So actually he, God is totally equipped to be a podcast host. So just kind of even having that mindset is what you're talking about is I can't like agree with Satan in that tense. Like, yeah, you're right. Actually, um, I can't like, I'm not actually, that doesn't bother me that you say that because I'm not doing it in my own strength. I'm doing it through someone's strength who knows Mm -hmm. how to write a book, who knows how to have a podcast, who knows how to do anything that he's calling me to do. So he's not, God's never going to call you to do something that he doesn't know how to do. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's such a blessing because then we get to use his abilities and that's all what you're talking about. So that is so good. Um, This is so, so good. Uh, I can't wait for people to listen to this in July. This is going to be awesome. (laughs) Um, So I have rapid fire questions here. Um, What is the best part of entrepreneur life and the hardest? I think everyone talks about controlling their own hours. I'll have to piggyback that because it's true. Like it's flexible. I can work it whenever. Um, And I think too, another part I love about it, because I I don't know, I didn't share this, but I'm also a social worker. I used to be in mental health. I used to be a therapist. That's kind of like pre before coaching became kind of my full-time position. But then I couldn't, I felt like I was limited in how God could speak through me or use me. Not that God was limited. I just felt like where I was planted had its limits. I think entrepreneurship just opens. Like it's so much wider. The space is so much bigger for God to lead and chisel and refine and use, use me for his glory. And so I really enjoyed the broadness of entrepreneurship. It could be daunting to be like, wow, but I love that. Yeah. Oh, and then the hardest part. I almost forgot. I think the hardest thing for me, because I love face-to-face, is the face is not having the face-to-face. Um, I don't know that all entrepreneurs don't have face-to-face, but in my line of work, it's very much online. So that sometimes is, is the thing that is hardest for me is I don't get to actually see people tangibly, physically, and be in the same room with them every day. <laughs> mm, that's so funny. Um, like, I think I've heard you say you're an extrovert. Is that correct? <laughs> Are you an extrovert? Yeah. I was, I feel like after being a mom, I'm an outgoing introvert. I think now I'm like, get away. I just want to like, I retreat. I, I get energy now from being alone. I used to get it from being with people, but I still love being with people. Mm, okay. 
Cool. Cause I, I'm an introvert. And so doing these podcasts when I'm done, I'm like, how do I do that? I'm a hardcore introvert, but on these, it's almost like I become by God an extrovert. And it's like, you totally helped me do that. Cause I am an introvert, but all that to say, it's funny that that was um, the hardest part for you was not being in the room. And that would be for mm. me, the best parts. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't have to be in the room with people. Right. Video. <laughs> so funny. I love yeah, it. We're all different. And it's, it's fine. It's just, it's kind of interesting. Mm. Um, who do you, I guess you said, who do you look up into business? Who do you look up to in business and why you had said Michelle Myers, right? Yes, for sure. I mean, Michelle, if you, I, I would highly, highly recommend if you want to know how to do business with a holy hustle, then you need to be a member of She Works His Way. That's the ministry that she um, founded. She was the first servant of, as she likes to say, and she works his way. I mean, her, Jesus is her life. You can see it, smell it, hear it on her, the way that she shares him, the way that she teaches, like she ensures he's the foundation, not just like, again, not a part of it, um, but the foundation of her life. And I just love learning from her. She's so anointed with the spirit. Um, and so like, just a beautiful example of humility. Like she'll never tell you those things. You just, you just see like the, the glory of God in her life. And so she is someone I love to learn from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was on their website, the She Works His Way website. And I think there's some free resources too on there that are pretty yes. powerful. And there's an app and you write for their, um, their Bible study. Is that right? I think. Yep. I yeah. yeah. So they actually just, the app is gone, but we're now in you version. So if you go to the you version Bible app and you just type in, she works his way, Bible reading plan, you'll see that mm. we have like a two-year Bible reading plan. We're going through, you can jump in anytime. And, um, I'm so, I love being part of the writing team and sharing alongside them what God teaches me through the word. Oh, that's so cool that it's on there. I didn't, I didn't know it wasn't, or I thought it was still on the app. That it's they super had, so. new. Yeah. It was just yeah. in January that that shifted. Oh, so cool. That's awesome. I'll have to link that the, the, yeah, the link for that in the show notes. I'll have to do that. Yeah. Um, what is something you wish you would have known from day one of running your own business? It has seasons. I don't know why I went in thinking that It'll always be the same level of intensity and growth. And ah, it's kind of like your body, <laughs> your body goes through seasons, your business goes through seasons and you can bloom in every single one. And sometimes the blooming is not circumstantial or tangible or an income or any of that. Sometimes the blooming is within your own character. It's character refinement. And I just wish from the beginning, I kind of went in knowing that there would be highs and lows and easier parts and difficult parts and um, just like a natural ebb and flow. And that in every single season, there was purpose in every single season, I could bloom with the Holy Spirit and be used. And just because not a lot of clients were joining or whatever didn't mean it wasn't a significant season. So I think sometimes we just go in thinking that it has to be intense all the time, but also in that same breath, just knowing that just because you've always done this for done it this particular way. doesn't mean you're always going to be doing it that particular way. That's sort of the preface of when I said I've, I'm in a big shift with my business, the, what hasn't changed, the why hasn't changed, but the, what, the, how has significantly changed and God had to prepare me because it's like a 180 that I feel like I've done now with the how, and I had to really trust that that's okay. This is the pace he has. His pace is marked by peace and it's still with purpose and it's still with his power. And so I'm going to move in this new pace. So it goes through seasons. It will have new paces. Intense doesn't mean you have to be fast all the time and just embracing that. Mm. 
I love that a, a season of blooming like you can bloom in any season and it doesn't necessarily mean finances it could be blooming in lessons like God is mm. teaching you so many lessons or oh and for every episode that I have a guest on I, I try to pull a quote out and when you said that I'm like that's her quote I'm gonna <laughs> use for marketing um you said that his pace is marked by peace because like mm. that is holy hustle like right there and so I'm like mm. I'm, I made a note <laughs> Pulling that up in a Canva graphic with that quote up. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Hmm. Um, what is some, what's, I know like there's so many different business advice. So when I say best business advice ever been given, I know that's such a hard question. So what's the one that pops into your head, I guess, when I say that? I guess next to the whole, like, it's not that you need to increase for him to increase, but you decrease for him to increase. I think the next one has more to do with finances. And again, it came from Michelle Myers, <laughs> uh, but she said this and it's always stuck with me. And it's as, as there is success and growth, increase your standard of generosity before you increase your standard of living. And oh. that has just like always stuck with me for many, many reasons, but I will leave it at that and let you, the listener, chew on it. <laughs> yeah. Just chew on that. That is so good. I've never heard that before. That's so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very like thought provoking. I'm going to go talk with the Lord about that after this. That's so good. <laughs> um, what is something valuable you learned from making a mistake in business? Oh, okay. So you know how I'm an extrovert? My biggest mistake is I talk too much in business. So if you're in a relationship with people, you need to be a good listener. And introverts are the best listeners, y'all. Like they're so good. My husband's an introvert. I feel like I just talk his ear off. So I when I really started to study, if I want to have fruitful conversations, I need to study how Jesus did conversation. And he was a really good listener, but do you know what he was also so good at asking questions. Mm -hmm. And so now when my client calls in our community, I've learned how to ask better questions because Jesus didn't ask questions just to get information. He asked it to get almost to provoke transformation, right? Mm -hmm. So much more than just let me, let me help you, you know, get information. And I think too, that another part of that, he doesn't just ask questions to get their answers, but to increase their awareness. And so now when I do, after many mistakes of talking too much or over speaking or over sharing, I've learned the art of like asking good questions, really listening to pull out their agenda, not push mine. How can I pull out what's in you? Ask questions to actually reveal what's in you and then be able to then come alongside you. Because sometimes after I do that, I'm like, oh, what I have to offer actually isn't the right fit. Now that I've pulled out what you need, I need to be honest, this may not be it. You know, so that has been a mistake that turned into a really good teaching opportunity for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I did my certification to become a certified health and life coach, they taught us about that interviewing style of people like ask them questions to lead to self reflection. So you're just walking them through basically this this journey of self reflection. So they kind of almost sometimes come to their own conclusions, just mm -hmm. by asking them questions. And you actually did that through DMs a couple of years ago, I had asked you like, how are you okay to take rest days? And I was in the process of being really afraid of rest days from workouts. And I had asked you like, how are you able to do that? And you asked me a question. You said, what is so scary about taking a rest day? And it was just like, oh yeah, what is it? And I just like, I took some time with God and I realized I was tying my worth to exercise. So mm -hmm. then I thought I had less worth on the days that I worked or that I rested. And I mm -hmm. thought my worth was um, elevated on workout days. And so, yeah, you just, you didn't tell me that, but you just asked me that question, like what's so scary about it. And those, those questions can be so powerful. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, you may have struggled with that in the past, but you're doing good um, 
you're doing good now because you help me with your powerhouse questions. Oh man, Jesus is a good teacher. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. like, what can Jesus is over here? Like, what can I do for you? <laughs> That's, mm-hmm. It's just the way he asks questions. You're like, what? But I love it. Yeah, I want to go and now read the Gospels and look for the questions because I've never mm-hmm. really. I knew he was really good at relationships, but I've never actually noticed that he asks a lot of questions. But I'm now that you say that, I'm probably going to see a lot. So I'm going to go look at Matthew <laughs> and look at all his interactions with people in there. So that's yes. awesome. Love it. Um, so the last question is that I ask everybody is to end. How would you personally define a holy hustler? So someone who dot, dot, dot. I think I'll use what I kind of shared a little bit earlier. Someone whose ambition is motivated by Christ, powered by Christ and for the glory of Christ. Mm. Um, I think that those three things protect that hustle and it is marked by peace. Um, so that's where I'll leave it. Mm. When you said that, the thing that stood out to me most was powered by Christ. Mm. Like that could be the name of a podcast or the name of a book or a tattoo you could get (laughs) powered by Christ. Like that, that's such a good statement. Um, Oh, I love that so much. So good. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I have learned so much from you. And I know my audience is going to be like scrambling for where's the notepad. I need to take some notes from this Karen. (laughs) So um, if people want to find you, where can they hang out with you virtually? Yeah. So on Instagram, it's just Karen's corner. It's I'm with a C, C C-A-R-E-N and then S-C-O-R-N-E-R. And then on the blog, it's karenscorner.com. Facebook, it's also Karen's Corner, just trying to keep a theme here. So yeah, I would love to connect. Don't be surprised if you want to go deeper, I get you on a phone call because I love those. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, go check her out. Um, My phone has lots of screenshots of her stories when she's sharing takeaways from her Bible time with Jesus, the quiet time. I'm like, that's so good screenshot. So you'll get (laughs) lots of good stuff from her. So definitely check Karen out. This has been so fun. So thank you so much. Oh my goodness, it's been such a joy. Love you, friend. Thank you so much for having me.